all of our social media outlets. Okay. All right. Thank you all so much for joining our Children and Families Education Circle. I need you to do us a favor on this evening. If you would text somebody, let somebody else know, uh, share with them, let them know that we are live. This is, I believe, number three for us. We've just launched our Children and Families Education Circle uh, recently, and we started with the discussion of the right to read. So we're going to continue, uh, but we're going to add some biblical truths uh, tonight. And so prayerfully, you will be empowered as we uh, begin we want to empower families uh, in addition to empowering all of our youth and young adult. Now, the truth of God's word should be at the basis or at the core of everything we teach including academia. Uh, believers, we should teach biblical reasoning. And when I, when I say that, I'm not just talking to educators or teachers, counselors, and mentors, talking to parents tonight. That parents, we want to be the first teacher the very first teacher, the teacher in the home to unpack biblical truths as our children are learning to read uh, written expression. It could be mathematics, algebra, whatever it is. It could be science. But the truth of God's word should be at the basis, at the core of everything we teach, including academia. Uh, as a born-again believer, we should teach biblical reasoning. Now, the Bible, the Word of God, should be the textbook. We should see the Bible as a textbook. As the teacher and the student learn, and tonight we're going to look at teachers as parents. So I should say here, as the parent, teacher, and student learn to research the Word, uh, th that God's is involved in all of that, meaning our Heavenly Father is involved in everything we do, uh, that we want to see the big picture. And seeing the big picture is seeing it through the Word of God, having a kingdom or a biblical worldview. Oftentimes, what happens as we have our children educated, I'll use an example, let's say public education. And in public education, the teacher is not allowed to start uh, the discussion, maybe with opening with the scripture. However, we can be very creative in what we say and what we do so that the word of God is the foundation in everything we do, even in related services. Let's say if you are an occupational therapist, physical therapist, uh, uh, physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech language pathologist, you may be a hearing specialist, a vision specialist, or you may be a mom a mom wearing many hats, and so you're the mom, the specialist. And so we are able to uh, allow in the spirit life of the word to assist us, to guide us, and making sure that, the, that there is a biblical foundation in everything we teach, in every, every strategy, every new strategy and curriculum that's out there. We want to be insightful, be insightful, and making sure that we have a kingdom worldview and a biblical 
worldview. And so many times what we will do as parents, we may enroll, we may choose not to enroll our children in a public school, but choose to enroll them in private schools or a private Christian school to get a good foundation of biblical principles. However, many of us are unable to do that because of our resources, our, our financial situations. Many of us are not able to enroll our, student, our children in a private school or a Christian school. And so what we want to do as parents, that's going to require more time, more time in the word, more prayer time, asking the, the spirit life of the word for guidance to help us unpack biblical truths for our children in the area of academia. Now, our children, we want to believe, we, we should know, I'm, I prayerfully you agree with me this evening, that our children are worth the time and energy for us to invest in them, to invest in them. Now we invest and buy the best clothes. We invest in our children buying the best shoes. We invest in our children uh, taking them to the best doctors. When it's time to go to college, we invest in them with helping them with their collegiate search to make sure that they're going to receive a proper education or the best education. So why not invest in them the truths of God's word? And so it's going to take time. It will take time for us to do that. We must be strategic. We must be strategic. And so, again, our children are worth the time and energy that it takes for us to invest in them, to invest the word in them, making sure that they know that the word of God should be their final authority in every area of their lives. So as believers, we should endeavor and let's make sure that we endeavor to have a biblical or kingdom worldview. If we don't have a biblical or kingdom worldview, then it will be difficult for us to unpack that, to show our children, to provide strategies, to help them incorporate kingdom principles, biblical principles in their education. So we want to make sure that we do that. Every child, as we discussed in our last session with our children and families, education circle. Every child deserves the right to reach. We're going to talk about literacy in just a few minutes. Every child, I'm sure you agree with me, deserves the right to read. And so we want to look at uh, tonight, we're going to, as a reference, this is the Dyslexia Project. The Dyslexia Project. Literacy is a social justice issue. How many of you would agree with me that literacy is a social justice issue? Now, remember tonight uh, in this families, uh, children and families education circle, when we say teacher, we're not just talking about a trained educator, but we're looking at the parent as teachers also. And I quote, Every child deserves the right to read. This moral imperative is affected by myriad instructional and political issues that deprive them of this essential, this essential skill. So we want to make sure that our children are not deprived to read. We, we want to make sure that they are able, that they are receiving the proper education so that they are able uh, to learn to read. Now, 
we are inspired by Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou, who stated, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. What we know is that literacy is foundational to success in our fast-paced, text-based world. Now, if you're connecting with me and you're via our Zoom or you're live on Facebook uh, as we're collaborating via Zoom, we're going to need you to mute your lines because we're also recording. So if you are on, make sure that your line is muted. Again, we are inspired by Maya Angelou, who stated, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. What we know is that literacy, again, is the founda is foundational to success in our fast-paced, text-based world. The ability to read, write, and spell does not come naturally, okay? It must be explicitly taught. Now, if I were to pose a question this evening, how many of us re recall, can you recall how you learned to read? Whether it came easy for you, was it difficult for you? Or you just know, perhaps, I just know that I know how to read. I know I know how to read. I don't recall how I learned how to read. I don't recall if it was difficult. And somebody may say, well, it was difficult. It was a difficult journey for me. I recall going to tutoring, receiving instruction to help me read. Once these essential skills are learned, they must be practiced until competence develops. So let's pause here, because in many of our communities, when we address this as a social justice issue, we want to look at uh, the church. And when I say the church, we're talking about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. So we want to ask tonight, we want to ask those of you or maybe Sunday school teachers, and maybe you are a counselor or a mentor. You Maybe you are a youth pastor. You may be pastoring and teaching. Are we making sure that our parents, the parents, the parishioners in our church, the parishioners, our partners that are connecting with us, are we teaching or are we unpacking the word so that they understand and we all come away with a clear understanding that parents, as the teachers, must have a kingdom worldview, a biblical worldview, so that at home we are able to assist our own children. And learning these skills. Somebody says, well, you know, what happens if I didn't finish high school and I, I don't have a high school diploma, I don't have a college degree. And so what we want to do in the kingdom is to make sure that we are providing the necessary supports. That support could be in a tutoring program in our ministries. That that support could be in our Sunday school, that, that in our Sunday school curriculum, we're looking at academia. We want to look at whatever state we're in. Do we have the core standards? Do we have uh, the standards of learning? Whatever state you're in, are we making sure that in our worship, as a part of our worship, that worship may be uh, a program during the Sunday, uh, during the summer, pardon me, D during the summer. It could be a summer enrichment program. It could be a part of your vacation Bible school. But we want to make sure that we are providing the necessary supports, believers, the necessary supports for our families. Now, that's evangelism. We've launched here in Mount Olive Ministries, global evangelism for the month of April and for the month of May. That's global evangelism, making sure that we're able to support our youth and young adult in our ministries in addition to supporting 
parents. Now, experts say several skills must be acquired in order to become a competent reader, since we're talking about literacy tonight, including phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. However, far too few students receive this kind of comprehensive instruction through no fault of their own. Far too many of them find the window of opportunity closed before they get to the third grade. Now, here in Virginia, we know we have the standards of learning. So in the third grade, it's time, it's time now for us to take these good SOLs or the standards of learning by the time you reach the third grade. Now, lacking sufficient reading skills, they suffer academically as well as emotionally, which often results in negative outcomes for the rest of their lives. Now, I wanna read this again. Lacking sufficient skills, don't miss this. Our children, our students will suffer academically as well as emotionally. So this is where we see the need to incorporate or implement social emotional strategies in academia. Uh, also in related services, in therapeutic health services, allied health, and whatever we're doing, we wanna do it across the curriculum so that we are supporting literacy, supporting literacy. Now, when we look at biblical truths, in case you're just joining us, let's go back. When we look at the word of God, we started with the truth of God's word should be at the basis. It should be at the core of everything we teach, including academia. And believers, we should teach biblical reasoning, biblical reasoning. And we also said that we're going to rely on the spirit life of the word for guidance to help us. Now, now we want to talk about declarations of our faith, our prayer life, our prayer language. Uh, and so we want to make sure, believers, that when we finish our teachings, and, and we, we are providing this for the month of April and May. So you can connect with us. If you'd like to connect with us offline, send us an email. That's M-T-O-L-I-V-E-F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N at gmail.com. And we can provide some support. Now, we want to pray meaning to say in faith, in faith. Uh, and when we do that, I think I'm still hearing feedback. Somebody's line is not muted. If you are with us, uh, we need you to mute. So give me a minute so I can try to, I believe I got it. All right, we want to pray or to say in faith, meaning to believe for a household. Let me say that again to believe for a household, to believe for a ministry, a household and a ministry that is empowered to say what the word says, not only to say what the word says, but to be people of action. We wanna believe for our households, to be saved, meaning saved. What do you mean saved? Salvation? We're already saved. We've already received the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So we're talking about salvation tonight in academia. We want our households to be saved, to be literate. Okay, we're talking about literacy. We want our households to be saved, the entire household to be literate, able to read. Our entire 
ministries, when our preschoolers are coming to our ministries, our preschoolers are going home, what do we put in their hands to aid them, to aid the parents? What are we talking to our parents about? It's okay to get a good praise, and I love a good praise service. I do. Uh, but, but when we leave, have they gotten something within them to help carry them during the week, during the month, so that our children are acting out, uh, having challenges emotionally and socially because they're having difficulty. Tonight, we're targeting the right to read with literacy. And so we want to hold ourselves accountable. So we started with the truth of God's word should be at the core of everything we teach, including academia. So believers, we want to teach biblical reasoning. Now, in order to teach it, we've got to first immerse ourselves in the word. Find out what the word says about our thoughts. Find out what the word says about having a prayer life and how to target our prayers. Find out what the word says about coming together in the spirit of agreement. So in our ministries, we want to be in agreement. Our youth pastors, our counselors, mentors. Now, we are launching globally. And so what we're looking to to receive is feedback from our partners as to how we can assist. We believe that we are a train call to be a training ministry, a training ministry, not just to help in our local community, but to help all those regions in which our father has called us to touch. And so we want to pray. We want to say in alignment with the word. This is good teaching tonight. I like to say it's good preaching. Now, again, the Bible, the word of God should be the textbook, the textbook as the teacher. And remember tonight, we're not just looking at educators, but we're looking as at the parent as the as the teacher. We're looking at grandparents now. Many of our grandparents has taken on the parenting role and the grandparent has become the teacher. So the Bible should be the textbook as the teacher, the mother, the grandmother, the mentor, the counselor, the coach, and the student learn to research the word, learning to teaching them to research the word and to see God's hand, to see God's hand in everything they do, to see God's hand. If you, Let's take for an example in science, see God's hand in nature. Yes. And see, see God's hand in literacy. Going back to my favorite book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, wherein we see Elohim at work. And, and I believe I believe tonight and you've heard me teach this oftentimes that I believe that stepped into time. Uh, Elohim stepped into time and began to create his world. How did he do that? He did it with words, with words. And, and, and so when we think about etymology and, and, and the meaning of words, syntax, and when we think about semantics, we want to think about the word, the word. And, and, and so we can start at the very verse, the, the very beginning very beginning of the Bible, God's version, God's version of literacy, I like to say, in, in the book of Genesis, when Elohim began to say, let, let us. And I believe he came together with himself, that's Father, Son, precious Holy Spirit, to do what it is that he needed to get done. And he began to create by saying. He began to create by using words. Now, 
Let's think about if your mom on here tonight, I know you can relate, maybe a pediatrician, you can relate to cooing when a child coos, the child coos first, and then the child will move from cooing into babbling. So that's cooing. They're going to move from cooing to babbling. And where you get this from, I'm looking at the normal the stages, the stages of language development, brown stages of language development. And so we can go back and look at the stages. And we want to teach this to our young girls, our young ladies, and our young fathers in ministry, that as they're bringing their, their children to church, we want to ask, it, you know, sometimes, hey, have you heard your baby coo? Are, are they crying? Are they making sounds? If they're not making sounds, it is possible that they have a hearing delay. And we want to rule out a possible hearing delay. All of that is good preaching. That's good preaching. We want to make sure, again, that the word of God, that we are teaching biblical reasoning, we are unpacking biblical truths, even in academia. And again, if you're just joining us, the teacher here, the teacher becomes what? The parent. The teacher is the mom. The teacher is the dad. The teacher is the auntie, the uncle. The teacher is the Sunday school teacher. The teacher is the pastor. So when we look at literacy and ask the question, pose the question, is literacy a social justice issue? I want to let you answer that tonight. Perhaps you can put your answer in, in the chat. You can send us a message. Tell us what, what, what your thoughts are. Do you believe that literacy is a social justice issue. Do you believe it's all of our responsibility that the children in our ministries, the children in our communities, the children in our classrooms, is it our responsibility that they learn to read, that we assist them regardless of their disability, regardless of any type of handicapping uh, position that that child may find themselves in, regardless of any type of disability or exceptional learning challenge that a parent may have, that there is something, I believe, in the church, which is in the kingdom that we can do to support. Again, our children are worth the time and energy that it takes for us to invest in them. Again, we're investing new sneakers, we give them the latest clothes, making sure they got their hair done. Some of our girls are already into makeup. We want to make sure that they're straight now. So, so we are beautifying the body. Let's make sure that we're also taking care of their cognitive skills and their overall development. So as believers, again, we should endeavor. The key here is, is endeavor. It's a journey. It's a process to have a biblical worldview, a kingdom worldview. So every child deserves the right to read. Now, when we're talking about praying in faith, somebody say praying in faith, meaning declaring the word in faith, we can target our prayers for guidance from the spirit life of the word to help us support our children, to help us support those that we mentor, those that we teach, using not only visual prompts, but paired, visual prompts paired with verbal, meaning words paired with pictures to help us. So we use on our phones, we can pull up videos, YouTube videos. There are things on TikTok now that talks about academia and literacy. There's so many tools that we have access to. 
Now, when we think about uh, praying in faith, we want to target our prayers this month to believe for a household, the entire household, that they would receive salvation. Now, when we talk about our entire household, even our descendants, meaning the grandchildren that we haven't met yet, we want to target our prayers that they receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, but not just receive him salvation, just, you know, say, well, okay, I, 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 you know, I, I'm assured that I'm going to heaven because I know Jesus. But yes, the God that we preach, the God that we teach, the God that we worship is the same God who wants us literate so that we're able to reach back and help others to and to empower others to impact our communities to impact our families to bring about change so we want to pray for kingdom connections pray for divine relationships in our guidance as parents praying for the proper resources. If you're in a community, maybe you don't have children in schools, you wanna target your prayers for the particular school division that's in your community. In your community, there may be various school districts. There may be private schools in your school, um, in your community. You're targeting your prayers because you are a disciple of Christ. Disciples take the time to meet the needs of the community. That, that's social justice. That's social justice. That there is something that we all can do. We may not be walking down the street with a sign, okay? We, we, we may not be on a campaign. You may not serve on your local government. You may not be on your school board, but there is something as a born again believer that we all can do. Prayer is action. So it's not enough to say, oh, well, I believe that the church's assignment is to pray. I believe that the church's assignment is to pray. And that means the church's assignment is to also what? To take action, to take action. Find out how can I take a more active role, a more active role to help my community. Now, we want to pray, meaning to say that our children, our young people, that their spirits are awakened. Somebody say that tonight, put it in the chat, tweet that, that their spirits, our young people, our children, that their little precious spirits are awakened. They are awakened. And this is according to Ephesians chapter five. And also according to Ephesians chapter one, we can also declare that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. And not just for children, we need some parents whose eyes of their understanding, our understanding as a parent, I need my eyes to be enlightened so that I know, so that I can perceive, so that I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know where to do it. I know when to do it. And asking the father, to confirm my why. Why do I need to do what it is that I need to do? And where is it, Father, that you would have me at this time in my life? So when we're talking about praying, declaring the word in faith, we love our children, talking to parents. We love those that we mentor, that we coach, okay, on the football field, on the baseball field. Giving of our time expresses love. When we're teaching them how to live a focus, how to live a discipline, how to live a balanced life, that's an expression of our love for them, of our love for them. And so in 
doing that, we want to make sure that we are respectful. And as we sow respect, we want to reap respect and to teach our young people, to teach our children to be respectful. Love, our love for our youth in our communities, our love for our children, our grandchildren, those that we mentor, we coach. It should be unconditionally. Christ loved us unconditionally. And so we are the, as believers, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And so his expression, and, and we've just, just, you know, celebrated the resurrection. His expression for us all is what he gave his, our father gave his only begotten son on our behalf. Surely there's something that we can do to support our youth, our young people, our children in our communities. And now, so as we begin to help coach, help develop, help parent, help mold, help motivate, help empower our young people, make sure that we are doing that using biblical reasoning, keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is a kingdom worldview, a biblical worldview. We want to declare that the enemy is already defeated. Somebody need to say that, that the Satan and the demonic forces will not have my children. You want to say that Satan, those demonic forces, whatever you want to term them to be. OK, those supernatural forces that are that's rising up against the youth in our community, make that our declaration of faith. Let's take back our communities, taking back our children from the hands of the enemy. Now, they need us. Young people need us. They need us like they've never, I, I believe, at this time in our lives, that th this that the enemy has waged war on the youth. And they really need us. When I say us, they need the kingdom. They need believers to stand in the gap. And perhaps you, you receive the podcast or you're listening to this teaching tonight and you're saying, well, I'm already doing that. I am an intercessor. I believe in intercessory prayer. I'm praying for young people. But I also want you to join me in targeting your prayers for parents. I'm a parent. I'm a mom. That dad will empower us through the spirit life of the word to give us keen discernment and insight on how to help, on how to reach. That pastors, counselors, mentors will have divine, receive divine insight. Okay, spiritual discernment on how to support, how to help. It's not enough for us to go to church, teach a good lesson, preach a good sermon, and lose our young people, that our young people are suffering and they need us. In our prayer time, in our declaration time, we want to contend with those evil forces, those forces of darkness, contend with those forces that contend with our children, which contend against our young people. We want to also call them back. Now, the prodigal son had a father who loved him. Look at that as an example. And that he received his son regardless of what 
his son did, regardless of his challenges, he received his son. He had unconditional love, just as Christ has unconditional love for us. So as we contend with those demonic, I like to, to call them demonic forces, forces of darkness that contend with our children, okay? We see the effects of it. We don't see the actual force a lot of times. We see the effects of those um, spiritual strongholds, we'll call them. And so we want to be a support, be a support in our prayer life, in our prayer life. So tonight we call lost children found. Join me now in the spirit. We call lost girls, lost boys found. Those who are in sex trafficking, we call them free, set free, delivered now. As you come in agreement with me now, according to Matthew 18, 19. Yes, we call them free now. Supernaturally, the chains are released. Just like Peter was he was released in prison because they came together, believers, in the spirit of agreement, because of the power of prayer. We can release change in the earth. We can be change agents, agents of change in the earth through prayer. So tonight, we thank you, Father, for global evangelism that takes place in our classrooms, giving praise now. And even though we're unable to mention the name Jesus in the classroom, we thank you that we enter in a spirit of humility. We thank you now that the spirit life of the word shows us how to have compassion as we lead, as we teach, as we provide therapy, as related service providers. We thank you now. As counselors, we thank you. As behavioral analysts, we thank you now for your guidance. Thank you for your guidance. I pray now and I speak over educators, counselors, behavioral analysts, coaches, parents tonight. We thank you now, Father, for your guidance. For that educator that wants to quit, to throw in the towel, I thank you, Father, that you will show them through the light of the word that we have need of them, that our children, our parents, our families have need of them. Going back to, as we get ready to close tonight, the Dyslexia Project, and we started by talking about this discussion started with uh, the right to read. We started a couple of weeks ago. Parents who have the financial means and the understanding of this complex set of circumstances are able to make up the difference by paying for what? They're able to pay for tutoring. We talked about that. So we want to make sure that we are supporting those who are unable to pay for tutoring, as well as providing experiences to support their children's strengths and develop their self-esteem. In everything we say, Let's make sure that our saying, our speech, okay, our speech is graceful. 
that the law of kindness is on our tongues as mothers, that the law of kindness is on our tongues as grandmothers, that the law of kindness is on our tongue as youth pastors, that the law of kindness, you all see where I'm going here, is on our tongue as coaches. We are unpacking the word as we support them in their everyday lives. So those who don't have the means, those families, they often miss out. Too many live in a generational cycle of deprivation. And tonight we want to destroy through the power of the spirit life of the word, those generational cycles, those cycles of poverty. Those cycles of the lack of support, the cycles of the lack of opportunity. I'm telling you, believers, this is good preaching. This is good preaching. And the church should say what? Amen to that. We should say amen. Because tonight, prayerfully, we will leave this session with a better understanding that we need a kingdom worldview. We need a biblical worldview to support our families to support our communities. We embrace the belief together tonight that every child, no matter their income level, I'm sure everyone agrees with me, regardless of their zip code or their education level of their parents, they have the right to learn to read. They have the right to be educated. So I pose the question again tonight, is literacy, Learning to read a social justice issue, is it? We want to thank you so much for pausing tonight uh, to join our Children and Families Education Circle of Mount Olive Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us. So, for, so if you need support, if you know someone who needs support, reach out to us. We're targeting, targeting our prayers that our youth our young adults, our children will be free from anxiety, join me, free from addiction this month. They will be free from anger, social emotional challenges, lawlessness, that they will be free from fighting about their identities and that we will show, display the love of Christ in all of these areas so that we are able to be good ministers, good teachers good parents, good coaches, as the spirit life of the word provides guidance to us. So tonight, we want to say thank you. If you've joined us, that means that you are also interested in empowering children, empowering families to live a better life, to live victorious. We believe that the families that we're touching, they're already in the winner's circle. They are champions by faith by faith, and that we are agents of change. We are able to deliver a message of hope, to help, to help. Social justice reaches beyond our community. It flows over in our ministries and our churches to support families. And there is something that we all can do. To be, We can be the change. We can help bring about change. So let's do that one child at a time. Let's do that one family at a time.
we can do that together. According to Matthew 18, 19, we can come together in the spirit of agreement. Join us this month once again in targeting our prayers for our youth and our young adults. And tonight we specifically talked about literacy and academia. As we close, just want to reiterate again that the truth of God's word should be at the core of everything we teach, including academia. Believers, we want to teach having biblical reasoning. We should teach biblical reasoning, having a kingdom worldview, which is a biblical worldview. Seeing the Bible, seeing the word of God as a textbook, as the teacher. The word is our ultimate teacher. Want to follow his guidance through the guidance of the spirit life of the word. So mom becomes teacher. Dad becomes teacher. Grandmother becomes teacher or educator. Not just our educators in our schools, in our classrooms. And as the teacher and the student learn to research the word, you want to believe that our father will allow us to see the big picture the big picture there is something that we all can do this is andrea leonard many blessings uh, go on out as always and continue to maximize your believers walk in the word until next time we will be live again on next thursday with our children and families education circle we'd love to have your feedback email us at m-t-o-l-i-v-e-f-r-a-n-k L-I-N at gmail.com. That's Mount Olive Franklin at gmail.com. Here on Facebook, you are able to inbox us. That's Mount Olive Franklin. Send us a message. Send us the feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Many blessings for a prosperous week. Thank you so much for joining.